This is the Berman Method podcast featuring Dr. Jake Berman and physician assistant Jenny Berman. We are here to treat problems and not symptoms. Disclaimer, this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and not to treat anyone or to give medical advice. If you are interested in any information that we are giving and would like to use this for yourself, we recommend that you contact your primary care physician or reach out to us and ask us questions about yourself specifically. Enjoy. And we're rolling, baby, the Berman Method podcast, where we're focused on treating problems and not symptoms. We're David against Goliath, going against the corporate medical system. Big Pharma, you can take this and shove it. Wow. If you're new, welcome to the Berman Method podcast. Yeah, what a great first episode. If you're a newbie, welcome. Yes. <laughs> Dr. Jake Berman and Jenny Berman, physician assistant. Here to uncover all the lies and busting all the myths. Correct. Busting <laughs> all the myths. Yeah, this is fun. Several weeks in now, if you haven't listened to any of the prior Mythbusters episodes, you should go back and listen to them. We've been pretty much flipping back and forth between a physical aspect and nutrition aspect of myths that were busting. Uh, there were a couple weeks where we did more physical in a row, but we've been trying to flip back and forth, so you should go back and listen to them. And today, we're going to keep going with the physical side. Yes. Oh, also, it's a really special week. Because? Somebody has a birthday this week. Who? Dr. Jake Berman, it's your birthday this oh, week. Oh, my goodness. Come on. If you want, send Jake an email on August the 24th, Dr. Berman at BermanPT.com, and wish him a happy birthday. Oh, my birthdays don't matter anymore. We got kids. You celebrate your birthday for like a month. What do you mean they don't matter? <laughs> he makes sure everybody knows it's his birthday for the whole month. <laughs> I mean, we've been celebrating since like August 4th when we went to Isla Mirada. <laughs> well, to my defense, that trip is usually my birthday week, and it just kept getting pushed earlier and earlier due to school start dates. So if we're going to start celebrating my birthday trip, first week of August, we're going to keep celebrating it, damn it. All month long. <laughs> That's right. Him and his mom both, they love celebrating birthdays. Yeah, it's a whole month. Yeah, cool. Well, happy birthday. All right. Thank you. I can't wait to gross you out with all the cookies that I'm going to eat. Mm. Mm hmm. <laughs> Jenny literally has to turn her head after she puts a plate of fresh baked warm chocolate chip cookies in front of me or she'll throw up. You, Yeah. I mean, you kind of just black out and just go. And don't stop. So, yeah, I just turn my head and pretend like it didn't happen. <laughs> I've gotten better now, though. Instead of eating 20 in two minutes, now I only eat four to seven in two minutes. Yep. And then the other 14 in the next five minutes. 
Yeah, take a little bit longer. (laughs) (laughs) His theory is always the faster you eat them, the less the calories count because they just all combine together. No, I say they cancel out. If you eat so many calories from cookies, just cookies, if you eat so many cookie calories at once, your body can't completely absorb it and they just cancel each other out. That's a myth. (laughs) Are we busting that one today? (laughs) And that's a true myth. (laughs) That, yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, cool. So what are we busting today? Today we're going to talk about shoulder pain and specifically rotator cuff tears, or like most people like to call it, the rotor cup or the rotary cup. The rotary cup. The rotary cup. Or the rotator cup. Any of the above. (laughs) It's rotator cuff. C-U-F-F. Yeah, not cuff. 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 So a lot of people think that because they have a rotator cuff tear that shows up on their MRI that they need to have surgery to repair the, the rotator cuff. This is, nine times out of ten, a myth that we're going to bust today. Because most of the time, when you feel pain in your shoulder, it's not from the rotator cuff tear itself. Previously, we were talking about asymptomatic people getting MRIs on their back. If you're over the age of 40 and you don't have back pain at all, yet you go and you get an MRI on your back, there's a 60% chance that something is going to show up on that MRI where you're going to have some type of bulging, disc herniation, disc degeneration. Something is going to show up on that MRI because you're getting older. It's a normal part of aging. But if you don't have pain, you can't say that that disc bulging causes pain. You, if you do have pain, you can say that it is it could be correlated, but you can't say that disc herniations cause pain because there's 60% of the population have disc herniations after the age of 40, yet they don't have pain. So you can't say that. It's going to be very similar to that concept with the rotator cuff tear. The first thing that you have to understand about the shoulder girdle, the shoulder complex There's, depending on who you ask and which school you went to, there's at least 16 muscles, some say 21 muscles, that contribute to mobility of your shoulder. There's only four muscles. Four of those muscles are your rotator cuff. So four tiny itty-bitty muscles make up your rotator cuff tear. Then there's a lot bigger muscles and some other smaller muscles In combination, though, you have at least 16 muscles that contribute to your ability to move your shoulder pain-free. Now, to put things into perspective, if you have a rotator cuff tear, one of the most common muscles that gets torn in the rotator cuff is the supraspinatus. And the reason why that's the most common one is because that's the one right on the top of your shoulder, and that's the one that slides back and forth underneath a bone, your acromion. And when you have shit posture, that muscle gets pinched. And that's what I call the pinchyitis. So you go to raise your arm up over your head, and it pinches, and it hurts like heck. And it's like, oh, my God. That's the pinchyitis because you're pinching that muscle over and over again, and ultimately that causes it to fray and then tear. 
the thing that you have to understand is that's one out of 16 or one out of 20, depending on who you ask, how many muscles actually contribute to your ability to move your arm. That's only one. And it's one of the smallest muscles out of the entire complex. So just because you lose that one little tiny itty bitty baby muscle does not mean that you have to have surgery. So that's the backstory. Now let's get into the reason why it happens in the first place. Everybody can do this at home. It doesn't matter where you are, really. Just don't do this if you're driving, obviously. If you are sitting in a chair, this is the best place to do it, sitting in a chair, slouch over in crappy posture. So let your chest drop down, round your shoulders, jut your chin way forward, like crappy posture, intentionally trying to do crappy posture. Now take one of your arms and without leaning backwards or anything, don't move your head or anything at all, see how high you can raise your arm straight out in front of you like you're trying to raise up towards the ceiling. Not very far. Not very far. What am I at? Like, is that 90? You might be at 110 degrees. Yeah. Normal range of motion is 180 degrees. Right. So when you're in crap posture, Jenny, the former gymnast over here sitting right across from me right now, can make it to 110 degrees without compensating somewhere else. Now, if the only thing that Jenny does is changes her posture, so nice, proud chest, we must, we must, we must improve our bust. So get those chests, chest up, girls, come on now, raise them up, raise them up. Now do the same exact thing. 170 degrees there, because that's your bad shoulder. It is my bad <laughs> that shoulder. That is your bad shoulder. Your good shoulder, 180 degrees. Yeah. Isn't that sad that I still have a bad shoulder and I'm married to you? Not, it's my fault. Yeah, we don't work out together anymore. And I don't work on it as much as I should. Yeah. Back. And, and my posture is not as great right now as normal because I my chest is much larger than normal right now. You got a lot with of With nursing, milk. yes. With nursing, my chest is a lot bigger. And so I have to consciously focus on bringing my sternum or my chest bone up all the time right now because I'm just not used to the weight that is associated. So women who are bigger chested, it is very challenging to focus all the time on pulling your shoulders down and back, getting that chest bone up to keep our shoulders in, in proper place. Yeah, it's a little side note. It's a, it's a huge problem that we see with teenage girls that come into our office who are very large chested because a lot of teenage girls who are very large chested, they get very self-conscious about it. And one of the ways that they hide it is they drop their shoulders down to try to make it not so obvious. I was going to say, or even teens are just tall, not, not big chested. They're just tall. They slouch to kind of be at the level of their peers. Teen ladies. Teen girls, yes. Yeah, not guys. Yeah. Yeah, so you slouch to try to compensate because you don't want to be judged for it or you're self-conscious for it, whatever. The thing that I'm very explicit with every single time I see one of these ladies come into my office is you've got to get your chest up. I don't care how self-conscious you are right now. 
20 year from now, you will be grateful that you fixed it. And I'm very explicit with their parents, whoever brings them in, I was like, you've got to re you've got to encourage them to get their chest up, or this is going to be a major, major problem at 40 years old at the latest, it's most likely going to start somewhere around their thirties. Right. So neither here nor there, getting back to our tests that we're doing at home, following along, when you're sitting in a chair and you got crap posture, you raise your arm up and Jenny, a former gymnast who's in very good shape, she barely makes it to 110 degrees of shoulder flexion. That's raising your arm straight out in front of you, trying to get it up over your head. Then the only thing she changes is her posture, just getting her chest up. And she's able to get her good shoulder all the way up to 180 degrees. Now, the reason why this is important is because when you have crappy posture, you still find a way to get your arm over your shoulder. So you're fighting through it. You're compensating. You don't even realize that you're doing it. You're arching your back. You're, you're ramming those little tiny muscles in between two bones and pinching them to get, get up higher, to reach up high into a cabinet. And you don't feel it immediately. You feel it over time. It's just like anything else. It breaks down over time. And that's ultimately what will lead to a rotator cuff tear. Now... The general progression of shoulder pain is, oh my gosh, my shoulder hurts. I'm going to take some Advil. I'm going to take some pain pills. I'm going to ice it. I'm going to rest it. Most people try to rest it. And one of the things that I said last week about back pain, or maybe I didn't say it, one of the absolute worst things that you can do for back pain rest is rest. It's very similar to the shoulder in one sense that you don't want to rest because we're talking about 16 to 20 muscles that if you rest them, they're going to get weaker. Right. So the important thing to know about shoulder pain is you've got to keep moving, but here's the caveat. You have to move pain-free because we're talking about small muscles that are easily inflamed, flare up really easily. You cannot push through pain with shoulder with shoulder uh, mobility. You just can't do it, in my opinion. It, the shoulder is the only joint in the whole entire body where I am dead set that I will not allow you to work through any pain at all. It has to be zero out of 10 because of how easy it is to flare up these small muscles, which is contrary to your rehab, right? Yes. I, well... In backstory, I had surgery on my rotator cuff. I had I had four tears, um, not just from the rotator cuff. I had three rotator cuff muscles torn and a bicep tendon tear when I was 16 years old from an, a gymnastics injury. So I did end up having surgery primarily because of the bicep tear. That was the biggest reason that I had the surgery. But yes, the rehab, I have completely blocked it out of my my mind. I mean, PTSD. yeah, it, it was just bad. I, I wasn't in the right setting of physical therapy. That's the issue. And you know, it's unfortunate because I had no idea at the time. I thought that's just how it was. I thought it was just a horrible surgery and horrible rehab. And I was, you know, 16 years old and dreaded going every single day. Come to find out later, that's not how it was supposed to be. Yeah. You went to the best cookie cutters are us clinic mm -hmm. 
And their idea of shoulder rehab is let's crank that thing back. Let's get it stretched out. Let's push through it. Come on, push harder, push harder. Right. Can you take it? Can you take any more? Are you crying? Are you screaming? Can you take any more? Right. Get that range of motion back. That was their their sole purpose in the first eight weeks of rehab. Holy was cow. No good. Now, I agree that is the sole purpose is get the range of motion back. However, if you use your hands and soft tissue techniques, you can do it a lot less painfully. Right. Right. Yes. So, but if you, so kind of going back to what you were discussing initially is we are putting a lot of stress on our shoulders because of our poor posture. So that needs to be step number one is that we're improving our posture. But if we improve our posture and we still have that one rotator cuff tear, a lot of times we don't need to have surgery on the one rotator cuff tear because we can strengthen and support the shoulder with the surrounding muscles that are still intact. Correct. All of this is leading me to these two simple tests that I do that tells me whether or not it's highly likely that you need surgery or that you can avoid it completely. Test number one is the simplest one. Can you sleep through the night without excruciating pain? Meaning that is it constantly waking you up? You can't find a position of relief. You haven't slept in weeks. That's not good. However, the vast majority of people, that's not the case. Now, even if that is you, part B to that question is, what have you done to try to alleviate it? Meaning that if you've come to us, the best PTs in town, and we've worked at it really diligently for at least two weeks, if not six weeks, and you're, you still can't sleep, we've given it a valiant effort. And there's really no need that we should keep suffering through this thing. Let's just, let's get some more information and maybe it is inevitable. You got to do this thing. But if you haven't gone to the best PT and you've gone to... Dr. Google or WebMD or YouTube or even worse, the cookie cutters are us and gotten a list of stretches and exercises to do. That's not a valiant effort. So that's number one. If you can't sleep through the night and you've given it a valiant effort, that's not good. Number two is, this is the easiest one. Can you lift your hand straight over your head towards the ceiling without shrugging your shoulder up towards your ear? If it is a true rotator cuff that requires surgical intervention, you will not be able to do it. You'll have to shrug your shoulder up way up towards your ear to get your hand up to the ceiling, or you won't even be able to get it there, period. You'll get it to right around 90 degrees straight out in front of you. Your shoulder will be way up in your ear and you won't be able to get it any high. When I see that, I call it a shoulder shrug sign. That's what we call it in the PT world. I don't even, I might spend 30 minutes on you to see if I can pull a hat trick to do some soft tissue techniques and some other things to see if there's any Hail Mary attempt at trying to avoid surgery. Most of the time it's like, man, that thing's torn. You got to get it repaired because it's not intact. You can't get the, your hand over your head anymore. 
So it's a serious tear versus just a minor tear that most people get surgery for. Most people get a, a rotator cuff tear repaired that's a minor tear that you don't need it. Right. And, you know, coming back to the minor tears and seeing somebody that'll actually put their hands on you and work some of the soft tissue like you guys do. The reason being is that, again, you know, coming back to the MRI showing the tear, the tear may not be causing your pain. So if you have a minor tear or a minor tear of even two of the muscles of the rotator cuff, it still not may not be where your pain is actually coming from. And it may be coming from your neck or maybe coming from your posture. And that's what seeing a, a good physical therapist will be able to evaluate for. You're absolutely correct. And I'm glad you said that explicitly because I was saying it around in a roundabout way, but I didn't say it explicitly enough. Nine times out of 10, shoulder pain comes from pinching some type of soft tissue. It might be muscle, might be tendon, it might be something in between your chromium and the head of your humerus. So you can Google this if you want a vivid picture of it. However, when you go to move your shoulder up above 90 degrees, something gets pinched in between your chromium and your head of your humerus, and that's what causes the pain. Not necessarily a rotator cuff tear. So you could have a rotator cuff tear show up on your MRI, but if we spend some serious time focusing on strengthening the 16 to 20 other muscles in the shoulder complex to get that really, really strong. And then we spend some serious time and attention on fixing your posture, getting your chest up. Chances are that pinchy sensation is going to go away. The rotator cuff tear will not change, but the pinch sensation will go away, which is what's causing your pain. And then magically you don't have pain anymore. You still have a tear, but you don't have pain. So you don't need surgery. Right, right. But you have to know who to see and see a quality manual therapist to be able to figure this out most of the time. You have to as, see us. Yes, BermanPT.com. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, you know, you go to the orthopedic and they see the small tear and they're, you're telling them that you're in pain, they're going to recommend surgery. Let's fix it without doing these special tests and being able to put their hands on you and do a soft tissue evaluation. Yeah. It's one of those things where you go into an orthopedic surgeon's office with your MRI results. They look at your results. They don't look at your shit posture. Yeah. Go in there and have your rotator cuff repaired. Go through a minimum of six months of rehab, if not 12 months of rehab. And then guess what's going to happen two to three years later? The pain's going to come back. The pain's going to come back and you're ultimately going to tear something again because you didn't fix the reason why it tore in the first place because of your crap posture. Now, I'm not talking about traumatic tears, meaning I slipped and fell on my shoulder and it tore my rotator cuff. You got to have surgery. Right, that's a traumatic tear. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about those people who have shoulder pain that just came out of nowhere. I didn't even do anything. I slept on it wrong. Slept on it wrong. I reached up into the cabinet. One of the common ones I hear is I reached into the back seat and I felt something pop. I love that one because when you feel something pop, you immediately think, oh, I just tore a muscle. 99% of the time, the pop that you feel 
it's not a muscle popping. Right. <laughs> it's some type of joint cavitation, just like cracking your knuckles and you feel a pop and it scares the crap out of you because you're in an awkward situation or an awkward position and you felt pain afterwards and you're like, ooh, that pop must have been a tear. No, it was just like cracking your knuckles. You just did it in your shoulder joint. It was a joint cavitation. But it's scary and painful. It is scary and painful. All right. So we are busting that if you have a rotator cuff tear, you always need surgery. That's correct. Me. Me. <laughs> <laughs> that is a myth. Okay. Send this to somebody you know, because I know that there's somebody listening to this right now that is in the same situation. They've had shoulder pain. They got an MRI. says they have a tear. They've been told they need surgery. They don't want to have surgery. This is your answer. Come see us. Not the cookie cutters are us. Right. Just have at least have an evaluation and see through these special tests and the hands-on experience if you need surgery or not. And if you do, we'll get you in the right place. If you don't, you don't. Exactly. The shoulder and the knee are two of the easiest ones to diagnose a prognosis extremely quick. Meaning that with the knee and the shoulder, usually within the first 30 minutes, we have a 95% chance of predicting the prognosis. Usually. I mean, of course, there's outliers. However, it's pretty simple with shoulders and knees. It's not easy, but it is very simple. Good? Awesome. Happy Monday. Have a wonderful week. Happy birthday week. Thank you. Cookie time. I mean, uh, vegetable time. (laughs) (laughs) Cooked veggies, that is. Okay, ciao for now. See ya. Thank you for subscribing on your social media and podcast platforms to The Berman Method. Dr. Jake Berman with Berman Physical Therapy and Jenny Berman, Physician Assistant with Berman Health and Wellness. You can find more information on our website, www.bermanpt.com for physical therapy, bermanpt.com forward slash wellness for the health and wellness. You can also find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and on your podcast platform. So be sure to follow us, like us, subscribe to us. And if you would like any further information, definitely visit our website and reach out to us. You may also find our free reports on the websites as well, where you can download this free information for yourself. Have a great day.